right, so look, there's been a lot going on on the internet with Moni Slaughter from Love & Hip Hop, one of my former co-stars. We both were together on the show. Her and Dr. Dre are in a big fight, and she was supposed to come on one of my shows and cancel, but now she's agreed to come here to this show, and I'm happy to talk to her, but Damage Blue, did you guys see this play out? Because it was crazy. Nah, so when I first seen this, the first thing that came to my mind is like, all right, I, I know Monice is relentless, but when she was going up against Dr. Dre, I don't know, when anybody says anything about Dr. Dre, I personally get nervous. I don't know why that is. It just seems like it's so taboo to speak on Dr. Dre's personal business. Yeah, I I will agree with this, that like Monice is, she's very relentless. She's also very honest sometimes to a fault. Um, she has a habit of saying things that people agree with, but probably wouldn't say publicly. So I will say this. I am team on in the sense that I believe everything that she's saying. I do not think she's lying. I do not think she's making anything up. If she said she got a phone call, I a hundred percent believe she got that phone call and it was probably as scary as she's making it out to be. I'm just concerned about her safety because even if Dr. Dre is not going to do anything to harm her, he has a lot of very devoted fans that I'm concerned yeah. might take it upon themselves to have some retribution. So sis, keep telling the truth, but please stay safe because we don't want to see anything happen to her. Well, it's, it's one thing to get in a fight with somebody on Love & Hip Hop. It's another thing to get in a fight with somebody who's worth almost a billion dollars and has a lot of resources to make problems go away. And so my concern is just, you know, the level of conflict, the level of aggression, the level of where this has risen to can have some very difficult consequences. And I know she's claimed a lot about people threatening her, allegedly threatening the safety of her and her kid, her family, and then her family's family wanting to silence her. So I've been intrigued as to what's going on behind the scenes. But the one thing that a lot of people online had to say or were questioning is, why are you even talking about it? Why do you even care that Dr. Dre and April are together? Like, what business is, of it, is it of yours? And just mind your business. Do you think that she should have an opinion about what's happening? She didn't say I anything don't. bad, though. Like, if you guys watched that video, she actually did not say... A sing I went back and watched it. She didn't say a single bad thing about Dr. Dre. All she said was, he has high influence. He's very respected. I'm surprised he's dating her. I don't think that statement is that egregious, guys. Like, she didn't say anything inflammatory. <sighs> I think her just speaking on it in general is putting a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths because, right. you know, I think they just associate her speaking on April or anything April doing as just negative. So even though she didn't say something directly about Dr. Dre, I mean, Dr. Dre probably has some esteem to who he talks to and probably felt attacked. Like, what do you mean? You think I'm talking to somebody that's trash? I don't know. And that's why, I mean, it's good to ask the person themselves, but I was really caught off guard too that she actually spoke on it. But look, maybe maybe her love for Lil Fizz hasn't fizzled all the way out. You know, maybe she feels some type of way because April and how that whole thing went down last season on Love & Hip Hop just left a bad taste in her mouth. And she feels that this is a certain level of vindication now that she's left Fizz and clearly has upgraded to one of the richest, most prolific men in, in hip hop culture. So I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things where she just wants to go, nah, 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 nah. Couldn't it just be that? Like, why did it now get to the level of better not catch you outside? How about that? I have a question, Jason, and you know these characters more than I do. April, for some reason, has been very silent in this. If Monice and April are the ones who actually have problems, right? And they're the ones who actually have a history. And they're the ones who actually have a real beef. Why is Dr. Dre fighting her battles? I'm a little confused about that part, personally. I mean, yeah, I there's there's different theories out there, right? He's going through a public divorce. This could complicate the divorce. The things that uh, Monisa are alleging could complicate the divorce proceedings. 
I'm sure Dr. Dre just wants it all to go away. I don't know yet how it all came about per se, because me and Moniz have had different conversations, but I've been trying to stay as as removed from it as possible because I don't want no smoke for Moniz, and I definitely don't want to be beat by Dre online or in court. Leave me out of it, but nonetheless, I have a job to do, so I showed up today in my good fashion over to ask questions. But again, I, I, I like the public, wanted to just know what is happening, why are you so interested, and what is Dr. Dre doing to you now? Allegedly. Ooh. Allegedly. Well, let me ask her. All right, so Moniz, welcome back to the show. This is uh, the second time that you've been on the show, I think, right? Second time? For, oh, Hollywood Unlocked, yeah, but my first time on your new... You know, on the new glow up, or you know, here at Fox Soul. Yeah. Listen, okay. So first of all, how are you? Your birthday's tomorrow. I didn't know until just right before we got started. Um, are you excited? Because birthdays during COVID are kind of like blah. I'm frustrated because this is the second year in a row. You know, um, last year we got shut down like two weeks after my birthday, so my party was canceled. I was supposed to be in the Maldives this year with my friends from Teen Mom. And one of them had to reschedule. So now we're looking at April. So I'm going to be in the studio instead from 12 p.m. to 9 p.m. Mm. Wait, and so you have a new man, because that's what I've heard in the streets, is you have this new relationship. <laughs> you're not you're not flaunting him all over social media. Why? Why Why is it that we don't know all of the intimate details of your love life like we should? Um, I think that after, <clears throat> I don't even know what to call her. Um, but that egregious creature that I was with for three years, um, I just decided that I, it dawned on me that I don't think a lot of people that follow me are following me to actually cheer me on. I think they are following me and they are waiting to watch me fail because I have a, you know, lies and flip flop following that's while it's organic, it's not really genuine. It's not a genuine following, I don't feel like. And I'm not on the show anymore. And I'm determined to live a peaceful life in any and every way that I can. Now, you left Love & Hip Hop before I did. I've since left Viacom and left the show. Um, do you feel happy that you left? Do you regret the decision? Do you miss reality TV? Would you go back? I will go back if I go broke. Um, do I miss? Reality, reality TV, I can't say yes, I can't say no. I can say that I don't miss love and hip hop. Um, and I've never been on any other reality show besides that. So I don't know how they operate, how they treat their talent, um, how they pay. So can I say that I'm done with reality TV forever? No. Um, am I happy that I left? Absolutely. I'm healthier. Um, the bond between my son and I is just... It was already getting better and it's just that much more amazing. Um, we are like two peas in a pod. We're best buds. He's the best. So um, I get to be more mom um, and I get to just learn my little mini, you know, uninterrupted. So I'm happier. And then you recently, well, not too long ago, a year or two ago, blasted the show for exploiting your mental health issues. Um, did you have a, did you have a, an expectation that they would do more, not only in highlighting some of the challenges that we know are deep, really rooted in our community, but also like provide support, resources, maybe like a platform to continue to empower people to get help. Um, I 
decided that I was going to allow them to explore that part of my life because it was actually affecting me and it was actually affecting my ability, my desire to be able to film and pretty much anything else in my life. Um, and it's I, like people who don't struggle with depression for real, for real, don't understand that it's not something you just flip on and off. Because I feel like a lot of times we're told you pray it away, go to a, you know, switch over to a holistic diet, you need more sleep, you go to church, your spirit, your spirit isn't at rest and you're, you know, there's a spiritual unrest going on. So, and I don't believe that. I believe that some people need therapy. Some people need medication. I'm one of those people. And I wanted people to see that that was okay. It's nothing to be ashamed about um, or ashamed of. Um, Did I expect them to handle that with a lot more care? Yes, I did. Um, So I was very shocked when they tried to make it seem like on my way out the door that the depression was because of who my son's father chose to date instead of just accepting the fact that since being on the show, my co-parenting relationship was really, really And there's a child in the middle of that in real life. And that's stressful when your goal for real is to be the best mom you can be. That was really, that's my goal until the day that I die. So for them to spin that for six years and then on top of it to blame mental health and make it seem like my mental health or my depressive episodes are triggered or declining because of who he chooses to date. That was just utterly whack to me. So I know you brought up Cam and, you know, his dad and Fizz and the, the relationship that you all had that just unfolded in front of everybody to watch. Now, last season on the show, one of the things that the entire cast, including me, just was puzzled by was how him and April ended up in a relationship and April having had kids by another member of his group and her, you and her having this relationship. And it was a lot. And we talked about it here on the show. Um, since then, now it's public that she's dating Dr. Dre. It was kind of revealed by a paparazzi that caught a photo. And we posted it on Hollywood Unlocked. And you had commented thinking that it was a joke that people were saying that the girl looked like April. And right. I called you and I said, I called you and said, what's funny? That's April. And you were like, no, it's not. I go, yeah, it is. And you went and found out on your own. And then since then, maybe you have kept the internet on fire. So I want to ask you first, when you realized that it was April, what was your immediate reaction? Because a lot of people feel like you shouldn't have an opinion. It has nothing to do with you. They feel like you're you're only doing this to take a dig at her because she glowed up from your baby daddy. Why did you care? So here's the thing. I had heard back in December that they were a thing. Um, And then it ended up on another blog Um, from December until what we saw with TMZ and Boa. And I don't actually, that blog that they were posted on, I've, actually muted their posts. So when I found out it was because people were sending it to me, but you know me, I'm receipt queen. I need to be, I need proof, like tangible proof. 
And as things started to come out, um, this blog continued to post and I began to piece things together. And I was like, damn, that's nuts. Went on about my life, never thought about it again. Um, and then I saw what everyone else saw, but I thought I was driving. And so in the back of my mind, I know what I'm, what I've heard back in December that, you know, made it to a, a blog and it's not a tiny blog either. Um, and then I went on and forgot about it, of course, living life and whatever. And then I saw your, the, you know, Hollywood unlocked, you guys posted it and I was actually being slick because I'd already heard back in December. So when I said, oh, you guys know who I thought that was, the picture didn't really look like her at first. And I was like, oh shit, somebody must've said something somewhere because what? And then I saw the TMZ stuff and I'm like, what? Like they went public. All right, so when you first saw it and you realized you had already heard it and you heard it from Gossip in the City, I, I, Fee is cool. So you heard it from there first. And then I think that there were some posts put on that site where there was like a Range Rover that was allegedly purchased for her right. by Dr. J. And so you had kind of pieced it all together. And you, I think you told me privately, you thought maybe she was leaking those stories and wanted people to know that she was with him? Well, I then began to hear it from people, our peer group, Fee had posted, either Fee or one of her editors had posted, done a blind item and said, oh, Fizz started following me after I posted this and April started liking this and liking that and sources close to her are saying, and you know, she's, she's very transparent. And so if you have people hanging out with you and your man that know people that know people that know people that know you and I don't get along, of course, someone's going to come back with a receipt. Well, and then you did an Instagram live interview and this is where the whole thing started to unravel for the public and the cancellation of you on my show, gagging with Jason Leah Kurt. And we're going to unpack it. But for the people that did not see it, I of course saw it and you know, like she may be the receipt queen, but I'm the receipt king and I kept it. Take a look. Love you, girl. So the person that asked me if um, April and Dre are together, yes, they are. And it's been a while that they've been together. See, I wasn't even going to ask know. you anything about that. But since you want to Somebody asked me. Somebody asked me. They were like, Mo, is April with Dre? Yes, it's been a while that they've been. It's not new. Um, so I've known for a while. I was shocked just because of her public announcement that she's polyamorous and that she has been with this one, this one, this one, this one, that one, that one, that one. And she was on the internet patting her puss. So I was shocked that someone as established and refined as Dre would almost wife her. But is he wifing her or are they just dating right now? We don't really know the- I was shocked that someone like Dr. Dre would almost wife her. So a lot of people had a lot to say about that. Um, and so I remember I was live on Beagle, where I'm a new Beagle crackhead, talking to fans all day. And you were blowing me up saying, I need to talk to you now, I need to talk to you now. I'm like, well, what's happening? 
And apparently you had got a call from Dr. Dre and alleged that he threatened you or that you felt threatened. And this is the next post we saw on Instagram. Baby, what I tell you, I, I'm, I'm eating popcorn. Look, this is literally popcorn. Look. I know they're watching this live. How dare you? How dare you send an to bang my mother line and threaten me? I don't care who you think you are. I don't care who the world has told you you are. I don't know you and you don't know me and I didn't say anything negative about you, sir. So don't you send another mother phone of mine. To make one more threat. Yeah, Dr. Dre. And I recorded it. Wrong, bitch. Wrong move, mother. Suck my. You're done. I recorded both conversations. You're up the ass. You thought that aneurysm you up? I'm the aneurysm, bitch. My birthday is tomorrow. I'm dropping a video tomorrow. My website is launching tomorrow. I would like to be able to accomplish those things peacefully without any interruptions. <clears throat> but yes, that did happen. So let a lot of people have had a lot to say about that. Let's first talk about the call because you were very... I don't want to say terrified, but you were concerned for your safety based on the call. You, sure. I did hear the call. We can't play the call because we're not allowed to, but that was straight out of Compton Dre on the phone. That was not Beast by Dre Dre. Um, and I don't know what led up to that call being that aggressive. What happened? So I don't remember where I was, but... Um... Mickey Monday um, DM'd me and was like, sis, hit me. I didn't save your, your new number. I've known Mickey since we were like 17, 18, before I had my son. Um, and he hit me. So I called him. Oops. I called him. And he's like, yo, my homeboy so-and-so wants to holler at you. And I'm like, who is that? Like, should I know him from back in the day like what's what's up he was like nah he said he wants to talk to you um he said andre wants to talk to you and the only andre i know that he knows is dr dre real cool guy just got out so i'm like okay now i'm definitely not thinking that i'm about to walk into what I'm walking into. And the reason that I wasn't thinking that is because my dad had just worked with him. He could have called my dad. I'm, my brain automatically went to, if this was an issue, a man is going to call my father. If he doesn't know me directly, the way to get to me would be my dad, right? I mean, that's just what my brain told me. So, um, and I was also scheduled to have a session with one of his producers the next day, who's also a really good family friend. So with that being said, I get on the phone and homeboy's talking to me 
but he's mad like homeboy not dr dre homeboy the other guy the pitbull yeah the dominion called me and he's like basically he's not aggressive but you know that tone when it when somebody wants to let you know like it's the calm before the storm so but he was saying things to me like yeah you know um you mentioned Dre and, and April on your live at 13 minutes and 29 seconds when you were showing your fans your house when they asked you for a house tour. Letting me know that he knows the layout of my house. So first of all, a man that I don't know, who just got out of prison, that I've never met, couldn't identify in a lineup, calling my phone is, is a threat within itself. Now you're implying this is an implied threat, letting me know that you know the layout of my house. Then he goes on to, to say that, you know, uh, Dre wanted me to tell you to keep his name out your mouth. I said, and I didn't say anything negative about him. Um, yeah, I threw a little shade at her, but I didn't say anything negative about her either. So he went from, well, that's April is a friend and, you know, Dre is my brother and, you know, this could become a situation. So now I'm upset. What is the situation? Was my question. And for who? Well, for everybody involved. And who's everybody? Because as far as I'm concerned, it's just me and you on this phone call. And if you're the one telling me that there's a situation that is imminent, that would mean that the situation is for me. So what is the situation? Well, you know, it could go left. And what is left? And I vividly remember saying, because, you know, I'm a smart ass. I haven't put my blinker to turn left. I haven't put my blinker on to turn left, sir. I'm still very much in my own lane. So what is left? And why am I receiving a phone call? And I said, are you going to call TMZ? Are you going to call Gossip of the City? Are you going to call Hollywood Unlocked, The Shade Room, and any other blog or radio station or anyone that has talked about this, posted this? I want to make sure that everyone is going to get this type of phone call. Oh, yeah, I'm calling everybody. Okay, good. Let me know when you do. And in the meantime and in between time, you tell him to tell her that I said. And I went off and I hung up. I go pee. I'm coming back to the bed. I hear my phone buzz and I try to answer because I, I see that it's his number and I missed like it ended. I guess I answered too late. So I called right back. He answers on the second call. And that's when the call that you heard took place. And from there, it just, it snowballed. So then he told me, you know, Google me. Uh, you can Google Jimmy Henchman, day 10 Jimmy Henchman trial. And yeah, that's me. Basically letting me know that he's a killer. Then um, I found out he's a snitch. He's a rat. Um, and then I found out that I know people in the street that know him so it literally turned into, I didn't go to sleep till like six in the morning. Um, then uh, I was told that Dre threatened to blackball me, make sure I never had any kind of career. Um, he doesn't give a fuck if he did work with my dad or not. Um, that means nothing. Were you surprised that Dr. Dre was on the phone with that type of energy and that frustrated? Yeah, because no one had actually clarified what the issue was. And I knew that it could not have been the, the 
live with Kendra G because that phone call happened like four or five days later. So my thing was, if it was that, I would have gotten this call that night, maybe the night after. Um, but I didn't, I got it days later. And the, coincidentally, the day before my interview was supposed to be with you on gagging, which then it clicked to me. It's not about the Kendra G interview because I didn't say anything disparaging, nor did I say anything that wasn't already public. I think what that call was supposed to be was when I clarified that I had known for a while, they panicked and thought that when I came on gagging with you, I was going to say something that could potentially be more damning to his divorce proceedings than what we're seeing publicly. And mm. when it, that registered with me, I was livid because now you've gone through all of this. This almost became a, a street situation. Um, and I was calling, it just was, it was crazy. You know, I'm like, leave it alone. I had people calling me. I'm like, I'm not out here in the street like that. Like, leave me out, out of that. Y'all don't have to protect me like that. Like, yeah, we're homies. We're cool. But back down, like back up. Just everybody sit down for a second. You know what I mean? It became very overwhelming. And um, all of that over an assumption. And so what I had told uh, the minion was, it got to be about that. Because now you're like, yeah, some people aren't to be talked about. So should I just run around punching everybody in the face that has something to say about my motherhood? Because that's what people saw on television, whether they're right or whether they're wrong. I'd be punching motherfuckers every day till I'm dead. That's what I'm supposed to say. So are you going to sit here and, and troll the internet and, and talk and go looking for people's dads, boyfriends, uh, and all kind of extra all the shit you did to me. Are you going to do that to everybody that you see say something publicly about your brother? Because if you are, then go carry on about your business. My thing is just keep that same energy. What the fuck are you calling me a whole ass woman for when that man could have called my daddy and this could have gone a whole different way? And if you don't want your divorce proceedings to be compromised, when the, Jason, you know, when the world is open, the valet tent is outside of Boa, the paparazzi, you know they're going to be there on a slow day when the world is open. Let alone as things are just beginning to open slowly in California, there's no valet tent out there, right? You did not have to get out when you saw the paparazzi if you didn't think they were going to be there. You have to know that gossip in LA, is in, it's an industry all on its own. And right now they're suffering because they're seeing celebrities act out and lash out and do all their crazy shit all their dirt in other states that are open and and they're looking for anything here so you had to know that as things start to you know open up they're looking they're searching they're gonna be there all you had to do was drive around the back bro i know trap that go in the back door places like that and come out the back door and don't nobody know who they are but do you think like okay him being with april when he separated from his wife is one thing but him being with april allegedly when he was still with his wife could cause a whole different impact on, like you said, his proceedings. Do you think? Do you think his frustration is that you said what everybody else was saying, or that you were insinuating that the timeline could be a little different that would cause complications from him based on information you had found other places that people had maybe not put together? Um, I think it was the second, but even still, with that, you don't come. On the first phone call with Dominion, I literally mapped out for him a timeline and I had 
it all like just sitting in my face. And I'm like, you can go to these different places and see that these things are coming from her page. Like you guys posted something back that I guess that she had posted in November where she had mapped out like as she was coming to the end of the year, blah, 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 blah. Um, and that she was happy that she finally found a gentle man, you know, and you know, I think you got, it was either you or something, somebody posted something from her page is a point. Um, and she'd mapped out like all these great things that had happened to her, even though we were in a pandemic as the year was coming to an end. And now fans were suspecting that the whole time it was this man that she was referencing back then. So going back as early as November, it there was, you know, speculation that it could have been him. Then she did an interview on Madame Noir the day before uh, the TMZ stuff hit and said that she was dating. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like, she's talking to someone and those people are talking. Why are you talking to me though? Because this has been out there since December, whether y'all put it together or not, I'm telling you it's tangible. It's there, go look. And then leave me be. Go ask her how somebody knew back in December that this was a situation. Two things when I was listening to the phone call popped in my mind. One, this is Dr. Dre who has an unlimited amount of resources, who is extremely powerful, and who's had uh, allegations in the past of being very aggressive, if not abusive, and threatening towards women. And then there was also the empathy that we have for Dr. Dre being a cultural icon who just was released from the hospital for suffering an aneurysm and maybe being concerned for his health. Was any of that going on in your mind when you were on the phone with him? Um, initially, yes. So when you heard that second call, right, um, you did not hear aggression in my voice. I actually was stunned when he came out the gate with, a phone punch, <laughs> you know, uh, like it was, you could feel, and I just was like, wow, like this is how you start a conversation with a woman. Can you, you, say, can you tell people what he said? I mean, we can't play the audio, but do you want to tell the people what he um, said? Well, the minion called me and was like, basically confirming that I was on the phone. I say, yeah, he says, hold on. He comes back to the phone. He says, Dre, Dre is like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. So now he's confirmed that it's him, but the year was like, it wasn't like, yeah, or, you know, hey, how are you doing? It was, yeah. And I'm like, like stunned through the phone, you know? And then he was like, um, what's up? And I was kind of just, I think, taken aback. And then he said it again, but more aggressively. And I'm like, nothing is up. I'm in my bed and I would like to go to sleep. And there was a long pause and he said, hmm, that's nice. Why is my name coming out your fucking face? I see you all on the internet talking about me and April and all this shit. And I was like, okay, but I didn't say anything negative about you. It don't matter. You don't know. Because I said, you know, I, I said, I don't know you. I've never met you. I've only heard great things about you. You're a musical legend. You're an icon. Like, I've said nothing negative about you. So is that wrong? But you're right, you don't know me. This clown, I think he first he called me a bitch, then it was a stupid bitch, then it was a clown ass bitch, and then I went off. And then he was like, man, 
this bitch, this stupid bitch, lower your mother tone, bitch, who the you think you're talking to? And then I lost it. Because I don't give a who you think you are. Y'all are really playing with me tonight. <laughs> I don't understand. And then it dawned on me like this is literally to scare me out of the interview with Jason tomorrow. And so dumb because all you had to do, call my dad. Hey, you know, we worked together, not over a short amount of time either, for a while, recently. And I know that April and Mo have a thing or whatever, but, you know, I don't want to be dragged into whatever they got going on. I know she has an interview coming up tomorrow. It was brought to my attention. And I just want to make sure that I'm going to be left out of it. At which point, my father calls me, who I have the utmost respect for, and would never put his business with this man in jeopardy. I would have said, Dad, don't worry. It was never going to be about them. This was because Jason is giving me a, a chance to, you know, just check in after leaving the show. And I said, Jason's done nothing but defend him during his divorce, you know, everything that we've seen. And I ended up telling my dad this anyway. Both, I know Jason is a fan. I know that I was a fan prior to last night. I know that you just worked with him. So I was never, that was never going to be what was taking place ever. Maybe a key key or two about what I did say. No, I, mean, I mean, honestly, in all fairness to you and to Dre, I mean, we love Dr. Dre. We've, I have been defending him during his divorce because I don't understand why a damn phone bill is $20,000 a month in his proceedings. And I've, and he's a cultural icon. I mean, he's done a lot in tech. He's, 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 he's important to the culture. So for me, I was su surprised that there was a perception that I would create a space where I would collaborate with you to to attack him. Like that wasn't even, honestly, right. it wasn't even on the radar until the video started popping up. So yeah, I mean, I, I can validate that, that Dr. Dre was not a part of our conversation, nor was April. I mean, April has moved on. We've moved on from the show. I've had a great ending on Love & Hip Hop with April. I don't, we don't even talk about April. So it, it wasn't even about that for me. I was surprised though, to hear the call and hear how tense it was. And I was wondering like, were you ever afraid for your safety because Dr. Dre is a very powerful person. Oh yeah, because then when I woke up the next morning, I received a call um, and I can't say from who, but um, an A-lister um, and she was in tears and was like, you don't understand what's at stake right now. This is a very powerful man. He can do whatever he wants. He can stop your career, but even more importantly and bigger and scarier than that, what's at stake right now is your safety, your son's safety. And there is no interview with Jason Lee today. There is no interview, period. There is no more talking about this. And you really need to consider taking a vacation and clearing your mind. I was like, wait, what? You need to, you need to go away from social media at least 90 days. I said, no, wait, what is happening? My eyes aren't even open. And she was like, well, open them because it's that serious. And I was like, what? The total what? And I sprung out of bed. I popped out of bed like a spring chicken. And then immediately my dad was like, I need the audio. I'm about to, I'm about to talk to Dre. I need to, so it just went haywire. They trying to do damage control to try to like contain everything. So you guys could sort it out. Or was it like, we're coming for you? Um, I don't know. I was not made privy to the conversation that he ended up having with my dad, nor was I made privy to the details of the conversation that my dad had with the minion.
your past love in hip hop, your past to Dr. Dre stuff. Where are you at in co-parenting? Now that everything is, I mean, I didn't even know that Fizz and April had broken up. Where are you and Fizz now with co-parenting? Co-parenting has become increasingly um, positive. Um, it's gotten a lot easier um, because now, you know, we're not, I'm not. Now I'm no longer at risk for being ambushed every season with a new co-parenting war or issue that I never knew existed. Um, now he doesn't have to feel like he swears that he's the one that gave me the opportunity. And that's not actually how it happened. Um, <laughs> nor was he the reason initially that I was contacted to do the show. Um, nor was he going to be casted without me because we had a child. So let's just get that straight. Secondly, um, he no longer has to feel like I came into, let me just say this, we're in a good space, but he's not honest about who he is. He never has been. I don't think he ever will be. There's a lot of insecurity there. I pray that he finds happiness. I pray that he finds love, genuine love. And that, that brings you- Insecurities that stem from what? I'm not too sure. Um, you know, he has disrespected my mom. He's disrespected me, but he's actually afraid of my dad. And my dad is, he should be more afraid of me or my mom than he should be of my father. But he will avoid, like at one point he and I were going through it. My dad was like, you know, you could bring Cam to me in the house. He wouldn't even come inside. He asked my dad to meet him across the street at the park. And you know what I'm saying? So it's like, really? You know? Um... And so he no longer has to worry about me exposing who he really is. You recently have been talking a lot with Raz B online. You know, I had him here on the show and went through a whole bunch of hoops to get that interview out. Um, and I do believe I'll be getting a lawsuit soon. I know that attorneys have been calling my attorneys, which I'm ready for that fight. I'm going to fight that mother in a way that, he, that they've never seen. When you talk to Fizz, has he ever talked about that time with Raz and B2K and what was going on allegedly around that 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 group? No. So what he said to me, so I, I also want to make this clear disclaimer. I was actually never a B2K fan. So I never had an album. I never went at a poster. I never went to a concert. I only knew the songs that were on the radio and that were on uh, 106 and Park. So when he and I reconnected, B2K was done, dead, long gone. Um, the only conversation that he and I ever had about it, you know, my mom was just asking him one day, you know, how has life for him been after having acquired all that fame so fast, so young to, you know, where he was at, you know, in his life at that moment. And, you know, they got into how the group ended um, he gave us his version and it never included sexual assault. Um, he never talked about any of that, but Raz and I were also cool. And Raz had always said that that was going on. Always. Um, again, even before I had my son, Raz was saying that this was his reality. Um, so at first I thought, 
you know, which I and I took accountability when I spoke to Raz. At first I thought, you know, man, like what's going on? Is it substance abuse? Is it this? Is it that? Like when it when it first happened. And then I caught up with Raz again and he was just really going through it, man. And I was like, he's not lying. And then I just, I couldn't fathom any grown man in their right mind. You know, people were saying, oh, he's just doing this for attention. There's so many other ways to gain attention. I don't think any grown man, heterosexual man, right? Grown heterosexual man um, is going to conjure up a story of sexual assault for the sole purpose of gaining attention. Like that does it, that's not what to me, you know, I don't think any man really wants to just make that up knowing, especially that we're in this digital era and people are going to attack you, gay, gay shame you, the homophobic slurs are going to start, the disrespect is going to like, there's so many other positive ways, not even positive, but just scandalous ways that one could gain attention. I just didn't see that being the reason. And the more he said it and the more consistent he was, I was like, you know what? If I ran outside and yelled rape today and a man was innocent, everyone would believe me. No one is believing him and that's whack. I do feel like when he raised these issues before, we were living in a different time. I've been in contact with the Me Too movement, and I know that they're supporting him, and I know that you supporting him matters, and I'm going to continue to support him. And I just think it's time to finally deal with it. And and the lawsuits that have been filed in the past to try to shut the story down didn't happen in this era and didn't happen at a time where people feel more confident to come forward and where depositions could be taken and stuff like that. And so... You know, I'm not hiding from the lawsuit. Uh, you know, I'm not hiding from the lawsuit. Okay, so this new song that you have, That I Am, uh, is it out yet? When does it come out? And and what inspired that? Because I am, when it comes to Moniz, is a lot. You've, you've been through a lot. You've seen a lot. You've come through a lot. Um, what, what Tell us about the song. So that record... Um is not going to be on the album. I'm not releasing it as a single. I'm only releasing it as a visual um, for my birthday on my website. Um, that song was written by, produced first and foremost by my godbrother, um, written by my blood brother. Um, and it was not initially written for me. It was written for my brother. Um, and I came in at the time I was signed to Akon. I came in and I heard the record. Um, my whole family does music. And I was like, give me that. And um, my brother was like, yeah, you could have it. Just take the rap off the second verse and rewrite the second verse. And so the hook, you know, everything about it was written for a man. So I had to rearrange some things. But um, when my brother broke down the meaning, I just thought, you know, he was just saying initially, I'm that nigga, you know, so I just was, I'm that bitch. But then it took on a whole new meaning for me when my brother broke it down um, and he was, at the time, we did not know that he was going to end up having the diagnosis that he has now mentally. Um, and so his brain was just working a different way. And so in his mind, he was already a God in the music world. And so if you're familiar with the Bible, God calls himself the sun, the throne. Um, he refers to himself as I am that I am, um, the alpha and the omega, I am everything. Um, and so 
that's actually what the song means. And I'm just on this kick now since leaving the show where I'm just focused on what I know my purpose to be. And so many people have come forward back into my life, really. I've circled back now that I'm not on the show um, to really support me with this album. I mean, Trey Songs is supporting this album. Brandy, Ari Lennox. I mean, my dad, the list goes on and on and on. So I'm very proud of this body of work. And this is just to hold people over and to show them that I'm dead ass serious. It was a very expensive <laughs> video. Um, and I took the male feature off and put featured Akbar V because I feel like she's super underrated. I feel like so many of us that come from love and hip hop are really talented, really talented. And we have real, like real deep stories to tell. And Akbar's story is deep, you know, and I've known her for a long time. And I hear all these women hooting and hollering about women empowerment, but they don't really want to help the little women. They don't want to help the reality star women. They don't want to repost us. They're not reaching out to us like come feature for me and, and not charge me, you know, cause you're a dope singer or they're not really helping us. They're helping each other once they become megastars, but they're not really fucking with the bitches that's trying to come up. And so my thing is they don't have to, we're not entitled to that. We're not owed that they work for what they got. Now let's, work for what we want to have. And I feel like Akbar is an amazing lyricist. She's more than just a rapper. She's a lyricist. And to watch her work um, in the studio was crazy in a good way. So your birthday is March 4th. The song is out March 4th. By the time this airs, uh, people will have seen it um, and hopefully downloaded it and bought it. Um, my last question for you, Moniz, is are you happy? Is Moniz Slaughter happy? I am extremely happy. I'm the happiest I've been in a very long time. I feel like my I'm finally finding peace. Like I'm finally finding my rhythm. I'm finally relearning myself. I'm finally just all of it. Learning to accept myself again, love myself again, respect myself again, really, you know, accept myself again um understand myself again because I'm not I'm a whole new woman now you know coming into love and hip-hop in 2000 uh what was that 14 to now 2021 it it's just yeah I'm very happy and I'm very pleased with you know the treatment plan that I'm on for my mental wellness and well-being and health um sleeping again eating again gain weight again laughing again, smiling again, a lot more patience with my son and being in a pandemic with an 11 year old boy, nonetheless. Um, and I just feel like my head is a lot clearer. I still have moments where I'm like, <laughs> but I'm happy. And I just thought, even though I said that was gonna be the last question, I totally forgot. Dr. Dre is probably watching this show with bated breath. Do you have any words for him? Well, happy birthday. The only thing I have to say to him. Let me eat a little piece of my, my weed first. Hold on, child. The only thing I would have to say to him is that it's unfortunate that things had to play out the way they did. I was a huge fan. I would have apologized from the jump 
had you just said to me, hey, this is the concern, I would have reassured you that that was never going to happen. Um, I would have reassured you that that was never Jason's intent. Jason and I never had a conversation about that other than how to dispel what may be asked based off of what I said on Kendra's live. I have to make that very clear. And I would have also, I would also say to him that, you know, I do genuinely hope that you get well, all the way well. Um, be blessed. Well, you be blessed too, Monies. And now that we've gotten this out, you absolutely have to come to gagging because the fans there love you and they want to interact with you. So um, make sure you guys get the song that I am on. Uh, it should be on all streaming platforms. Buy it, stream it, share it. It's only going to be on www.slaughterslaves.com. That's it. And that's is that all. because you want to get? Is that because you want to be smart and retain everybody's contact information to keep your build your? Oh uh, no, no. You know what I thought? I thought once again, no one's really teaching independent artists the game, right? And so we'll go to TuneCore and distribute our music, and TuneCore takes thirty percent. Um. And then you'll stream hundreds of thousands of streams. You might even get a million streams. If you don't own all the masters, if you don't own at least 50% of the publishing, you're not really making a lot of money. I can't pay my light bill with all the streams that I've gotten. So if I'm, that video cost me almost $14,000 to shoot and edit in totality. I want my money back. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm not putting that on YouTube to get millions of streams and see $60 four months from now. No way, Jose. Right. So I'm putting it on my website. There is a link and it is $1.99. I, I would rather 30,000 views at $1.99 than hundreds of thousands of streams on YouTube and no money. I want my money back. And that allows me to actually remain independent. I own the masters to everything I'm dropping right now and the album that's coming. I paid for it all from features to upfront production fees, studio, engineer, mixing, mastering. Like I own it and I want the coins and it's my birthday. So everybody- yeah, no, Listen, I talk, I talk a lot at Hollywood Unlocked about the importance of black ownership. I own Hollywood Unlocked. I think you can walk away from relationships with uh, express freedom and no fear when you own it. And so congratulations on that. And so I will be posting my proof of purchase and I support what you're doing and I appreciate you coming on the show. And let's just keep winning. At the end of the day, let's all just That's keep hard. winning and keep positivity. And to Dr. Dre, I and Hollywood Unlocked are sending you our well wishes. We pray that your health is uh, is well and that you're doing well, you're important to the culture. And I hope that somehow whatever is going on between you and Moniz can be resolved because uh, she was a fan, I am a fan, and we all black, and we all excellent. We ain't got your type of money, but we trying to get there. So let's, okay. let's try to be one. Please don't block my bag. <laughs> all right, Moniz, I'm gonna let you go eat the ice cream your man bought you. I'm out, peace. Thank you, bye.